Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. the golf show's own will darkens that's right Woo! tearing up the back nine there will that yeah yeah, yeah nice tearing work. the back nine up Man, because that's you, what golfers say that's right you and swag have electric chemistry I'd like to think so. Uh, no, you do. I'm telling you, man, as a listener chiming into that, it uh, gets me jacked. You know, he was saying some names on there that uh, were getting me kind of murky. <laughs> That's fair. What was the uh, phrase that he used there at the end? Uh, a decent chap. A bunch of affable chaps. Affable chaps. Which all I could think of was ass. Yeah, well, I could think of it, yeah, it was like, uh, these chaps sure are affable. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, an affable already kind of sounds like ass. Yeah. My head is there already. So it's like I thought of ass chaps. Yeah. And I had to like I had to like rewind a little bit in my head. I was like, wait, what? Wait. And then I thought about it again. I go, no, you said affable chaps. That's weird. Yeah. Well, listen, it's Jason Swigard. He's uh he's a living legend. And we're lucky to be uh, you know, somewhat connected to his uh his orbit, you know. I still like don't understand why they have so many tours in golf well this why because there's plenty of golfers out there there's 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 people that are willing to watch it uh the lower tours like the, your what is it your um corn ferry tour mm. they're making a whole lot of money it's costing people money to play on the you know the qualifying tours below that so like the midwest the corn ferry uh corn ferry i believe is an investment company? I see. I hear the word corn, and I just think the yep. Midwest. Uh, it's with a K, though, I believe. Oh. I, I think it's like uh, so the it's band. Racist. No, it's like the band corn. Oh. Wouldn't that be great if it was actually the dudes from corn joined up with Danny Ferry and started an investment firm or whatever they do? A consulting, it's a consulting firm. That's what it is. But you get like, uh, oh, what's his name? The dreadlocked. Jonathan Davies or some something like that. I'll Liam's, give you one more guess on that. I don't know. That's 
That's all, my only guess. You're, you're pretty close. Man, I'll, I'll accept that. I am not uh, the biggest. Uh, I mean, literally, you are right there. John Davis? David? David? J- Davis, yes. Davis, okay. Funny that you went Davies before Davis. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, a little bit more exotic. But anyways. There's also a corn member named Reginald Arzivu. <laughs> See, now that's what the guy from corn should be named. Yeah, that's it. Well, what? that's not the corn guy. Wouldn't you be mad if you went to Corn Ferry for consulting and you ended up with Danny Ferry or John Davis instead of Reginald Arzivu? Thank you. Like you want Reginald. That's the guy that's making Corn Ferry the money. Uh his nickname is Fieldy. Yeah, well Fieldy. That's my dude. Which I don't understand how you can get the nickname Fieldy in a can- uh, band like Corn. Yeah, I don't know. Uh wasn't uh Elton John, a Reginald, before he switched his name over to Elton John. Let me confirm that. Let's just go. I do not want to confirm or deny at this point, but we will. Yeah, look let me that. hold on a second. Elton I'm holding. John, coronavirus. I got to get through all this. There's yeah. a lot of corony stuff on here. Coronavirus. Coronavirus is disrupting um, my life. Why? I'm trying to go to Japan in April. Mm. They keep canceling flights, and they canceled school in Japan. They're closing down uh, museums that we plan to visit. It's just a matter of time before they close down the whiskey factory we're going to take a tour of. It's uh, it's disruptive. It's disruptive to my plans. And everybody we know is terrified that we might still go on this trip. Well, bro, at least you're not living in Washington County. Oh, I know. Yeah, how awful that was. Nine Actually, days that woman was on the loose uh, spreading the coronavirus before before she was uh, admitted to the hospital. Okay, Nine I gotta, days. I got to read this tweet because this guy. Hot tweets. This guy uh, tweeted out. Um, and he lives in Washington County, too, and I had to comment and like on it because this was great. He goes, so the headline on my feed says coronavirus in Oregon. Uh, S. That's my state. Well, at least it's a big state. First sentence, it's in Northwest Oregon. Oh, S, that's my region. Washington <laughs> County. Oh, S, that's my county. Hillsboro. Oh, S, that's my city. <laughs> They're being housed at a uh, Hillsboro hospital. Oh, gosh, I live two miles from there. <laughs> Did it zero in? There was, I was reading an article this morning on the uh, coronavirus. Um before I get to that, what did you hear the number of people that think the coronavirus is related to Corona beer and will yeah. no longer drink Corona beer? It's like in the 30 percentile. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Okay. Now, why would, and just to cap that off, why sure. the hell would a beer company make their main ingredient of the virus. flu? <laughs> no, no. Coronavirus. even better with the flu. Coronavirus is actually the cold. It's a respiratory issue. The cold. Yeah. Yeah. Different. We uh, make our beer with the common cold. <laughs> No, no. We make children and sick now, and then pour their perspiration into the batter. That was disgusting. Is there batter in the beer making process? I That's don't know. disgusting. I don't drink beer. Um, so I was reading this article this morning, uh, USA Today, mm. and they were talking about the um, the run on the supermarkets for toilet paper and mm. paper towels. Why pay? Why toilet paper? I don't, I don't get that one. No, doesn't make sense to me. But they no. showed shelves entirely bare of essential paper products for household cleaning and uh, personal cleaning. Mm. And then um, the hand sanitizer, that one makes a little bit more sense, right? But there's a big run on these products. And they spoke with a woman in Texas who refused to give out her name, her town, or her region of Texas 
for fear that people will come after her supply. That's awesome. That she is stocked up at home. So I, listen, I can't tell you where in Texas. I'll tell you Texas. Very much in line with your tweet there. I'll tell you that I'm in Texas. That's all I'm going to give you because yeah. I don't need you coming to my fallout shelter and taking my TP. It's like she thinks that if she says where she's from that, like, yeah. somebody from um, Road Warrior is going to bring their gang exactly out front of her house. Just walk away. <laughs> give us the toilet paper. Give us the toilet paper to walk away. Yeah. Or we'll torch the place. Oh. We don't want to hurt anyone. Give us the hand sanitizer. We'd like to be affable chaps, but we're not going to be able to if you don't hand over the toilet paper. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sufficiently uh, shook. Are you shook by the the coronavirus? Yes, I'm shook. I live in Washington County. It's weak, dude. Weak. It's just a matter of time. I got to go grocery shopping today, and I'm pretty sure that's where I'm going to get it. (laughs) The grocery. That's probably safe. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, so we... um, yeah, we probably will not be going to Japan. We will probably not be able to leave, leave our houses by the time that our flight was supposed to depart across the Pacific Ocean towards Asia. Just a sense that I'm getting. Now, there, very was, disruptive. An, there was another story this uh, week, and I want to say it was the same day they broke, or mm-hmm. at least they they became you know nationally relevant. The Garth Brooks story. <gasps> oh, okay. Same day. Yes. Do you want to stay on coronavirus for a second? Because I do want to talk about Garth Brooks. Because this, th- did you see the response to that from who? From Barry Sanders. No. Okay. So I've got that for later on. Okay. Real quick, where we're on the coronavirus. Somebody on the text line coming back saying that coronavirus sales are down because of coronavirus, and that is a true story. Yeah. But people, the people the, are down. The um the new thing to be afraid of though. Hmm. So the big fear is that it's going to affect the economy. Now there's unreported cases in Northern California or um, untrackable cases. So th- th- which Community means, spread. W- yes, which means people have no idea where they got it from and now they've got it. We've got the case in Oregon. Which, by the way, is I wish I could say the full word on air, but BS. My ass. Oh, I don't know how I got. Dude, just tell them that you went to China. Thank you. Tell them that you met somebody. Yeah. Oh, really? It just yeah. flew out of midair at yeah, you? Well. Oh, hell, what happened to me? No, you inadvertently got in contact with somebody who went to China or you touched something from somebody who was in China. That's it, bull crap. I, I, let's, let's just preface. I don't have a medical degree. <laughs> I'm not an expert in viruses, but that's bull crap. Sure. Here's the here's the other one that I read today. This is this is fear mongering at its finest. Okay. The reason that the coronavirus will spread like wildfire mm. across these United States. Mm-hmm. Tell me if this has anything to do with my, what might be going on in politics. It's because of our poor healthcare system and terrible infrastructure. Anybody gonna take advantage of that headline? Uh, no. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So get ready. Get ready for your politics to be laced with coronavirus. And, uh, not the beer though, right? Not the beer. Oh, sorry. Hey, listen, listeners, I want to make sure that there's clear separation on this. Corona, as sponsored by the $17 million man by himself, endorsed by Tony Romo. Hmm. You know it's safe. Just call the Tony Romo hotline. He's getting paid $17 million by CBS now. He has nothing but time to pick up that phone and talk to you about coronavirus. 
which would be great if they put out an advertisement with Tony Romo go, no, man, nope, don't have anything to do with the virus. All right, pick up some beer. Thanks. Next call. Nope, nothing to do with the virus. Just him just panicking, picking up phone calls on the on Probably that. the last person I want to talk to if I, if I found out I had it. Was be Tony Romo? Yeah, I don't want to talk to Tony Romo. I, oh, man, that sucks. Do you know why you want to talk to Tony Romo? What? Why? Why is he getting paid so much money by CBS? Because he's good at opening his mouth and making noises. Yeah, but what what does he do better than any analyst we've ever seen in the history of the NFL? Get hot chicks. He can see the future. That's the biggest Tony Romo thing is he knows what play is coming. He can see the future. So if you get coronavirus, you're going to want a uh, fortune teller like Tony Romo to help you uh, help you either either understand what steps you need to take to solve it or realize that there's no panic necessary. So what do you think ESPN's initial offer was on that? Because this is million? obviously a counter offer. 12? You don't just throw out. No, no. Like you don't million. figure out no. math and go, yeah, about 17. I think that's what he's worth. No, <laughs> ESPN came along and was like, yeah. hey, we'll pay you more. Yeah, it was it was 12. And then I think CBS countered at 14. ESPN went up to 15 or 16. And then CBS settled at 17. That's my guess. I think it went back and forth four times. I also saw a statistic that CBS now understand. I don't know how long Tony Romo's contract is. I know it's 17 a year, but that they figured out Tony Romo's contract will cost more than an entire season of SEC football broadcasting rights for CBS. Jeez. Like a whole season. That means, you know. Everybody, Bama games on TV yeah. every day. You get the SEC championship, all that stuff. Crazy. Worth it? I mean, they get the ratings. Plus, yeah. you're going to lock him in pretty much yeah. forever, and well, he'll probably age well. And he's good looking. That's hey, the other not thing. That, he's not that old. He does have great hair. He's a good looking guy. And uh, that has something to do, honestly, I think, with yeah. football, uh, you know, football play by play. And I know from a dude's point of view, you're not looking at a good looking dude saying like, oh man, I'd like to do that dude. But it helps if he's good looking and there's a good voice coming out of the dude. It helps. You know what I mean? Who was the, who was the guy on ESPN <laughs> before? Uh, the bald guy? The bald guy? McDonough? Yeah. McDonough? If he was good looking, I might accept that voice. But because McDonough is a bald bro, looks kind of weird, looks like he'd do my taxes, I'm not into it. Wondering how much of locking up Romo is you need him there to transition away from Nance. Is he is, is that guy ever gonna retire? Cal Michaels is still doing it. Jim Nance, I'm guessing quite a bit younger than than Al Michaels. But how much of it is just keeping Romo there so you can bring in the next play-by-play guy. Because Al Michaels is probably done. They have Tariko in waiting. Mm. Just curious. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how similar their ages are. Yeah, I don't know. I will say Nance is probably, I mean, let's just say they're I'm not similar saying ages. I'm not saying he's slipping or whatever, but you keep them together as long as you can, but you keep Romo around. Because if Nance leaves, you need, uh, you need to have an anchor. Well, I was going to say, it, let's just assume they're within maybe three years of each other. I'd say Nance is the in the better condition. It seems yeah. like it seems like Al Michaels. And again, I, I don't want to put it on Al Michaels and say that like he's old, you know, oh, my gosh, he's slipping or something like that. But like you could kind of tell over the past two years, you're like, yeah, he looks like he just wants a break. Al Michaels. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go 80. 
75. 75. Well, okay. I, I overshot that just a smidge. <laughs> 75, though. I admire anybody that can work at a oh. high level past the age of 65. Uh, Nancy's fine. I uh, guess how old on Jim Nance? Is it close to? No, no it's not. Mm-mm. Is it not close the other way? Which way am I not close? Jim Nance is 60. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. He'll be around He's a long time. He's been through a lot, huh? <laughs> the picture. Now I think he, he doesn't, he's not really that good. He's probably he's probably not doing that well if he's sixty. I'll tell you, they have a picture of young Jim Nance next to the age when I pulled it up on Google. Good looking, dashing. You know what he looks like? Mm. Young Tony Romo. No way. Nah, no. a little bit. What a bad looking dude. Jim Nance doing just fine though. He'll, they'll be around for a long time. I was way cart way ahead of the horse. Uh, hey, we have a bunch to talk about. We have uh, underwear Olympics. We've got uh, Barry Sanders news, which I'm very excited about. Uh, to share with you all uh, NBA stuff, Blazers stink. It's going to be a fantastic show, and you're lucky that you're here now because uh, you just got one fantastic segment. The second fantastic segment is next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. Uh, fan text line is helping us out quite a bit. P1 Dustin is in. Uh, he says, I am a medical professional, and I can tell you how people get the coronavirus. People are disgusting filth monsters and don't wash their hands. I mean, I could have told you that. Yeah. Uh, I am one of those people who forgets to wash their hands. Somebody else comes in and says, I hope people don't stop playing the fine Minutemen song Corona out of fear of germs. Also hope they keep playing fear and germs. L.A. Punk. Now, that's an interesting uh, song to pick because you usually do the music and you took a, a network line. And just scared the crap out of everybody, probably. <laughs> no, well, that is that is the open for the music video of that song. I didn't. That's it. a line from the movie Network. Yes, I understand that. But that, that in the music video for the ghost of Tom Joad, uh, Rage Against the Machine, they 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 took that. I edited it down a little bit because they do the they do the full full on like 45 second clip in that. I feel, figured we didn't need all of that. But yes. It just, you know, you know, when you get uh, commotion and that song just brings you to the right to the tip of your brain. Yeah. yeah you have to hear it. So somebody, that's what we did. Somebody else on the uh, Better You Today text line saying, who needs toilet paper? I don't recall the Walking Dead people needing toilet paper. That's a very good point, though. Yeah. You know, the other thing was I don't think the coronavirus is making anybody uh, into a zombie. No. No, this is fear and hysteria at its finest. And uh, I'm glad we get to be a part oh, of wait, it. Wait, you didn't let me finish. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Terrifying. It's not making anybody into a zombie. Uh, yet. Yet. Well done. You just wait. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about Barry Sanders. Sure. Love him. So, Barry Sanders is in the news for a very um, peculiar reason. Mm. So, if anybody was in Detroit recently and decided that they wanted to go to the Garth Brooks concert, you would have noticed that Garth Brooks was wearing a jersey that said... Sanders on the back and have the number 20 on it. Oh, he's for Bernie. Obviously. I don't really have to know anything else. Look, there's a number and a name. I've made my conclusion. 2020 don't need to back anything up with facts. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a 20 on the front and there's a 20 on the back. So it does say 2020. But there's also, I believe, uh, the number 20 on both sleeves. So then you have 2020, 2020. Mm. It gets very confusing. So... Uh, Barry Sanders, who was, who was recently um, 
chosen as the greatest college football player of all time is is in on the uh, controversy. How do you respond? He reached out to Garth Brooks directly and asked if he would be his running mate for the 2020 election. Oh, that's <laughs> That's good. Barry Sanders. How good is that? That's good, man. You know, Barry Sanders is one of those weird athletes that, you know, we always say retired too soon. We did. Because yeah. we all need more Barry. I don't care how you feel when you wake up in the morning, Barry mm. Sanders. I wanted to watch you play more football, even though, let's be honest, all his greatest runs were the same thing. He got into secondary and just confused people, and they spun around and fell over. It's amazing, and he could have done that 25 more times. But you watch his tape, and it's like, dude, that guy, that guy. Well, not only that, but, like, Barry Sanders' mixtapes, if you go on YouTube, they get old after about, like, four plays. Yeah, it's, because, it's, like you're saying, it's all very it's like, similar. He, you know, he jukes somebody out at the line, yep. then gets to the secondary. And it seems like he doesn't even really want to keep running. No. It's like there is a clear path. He could just keep running. But he just probably get the touchdown. But he just finds somebody. And instead of, like, seeking contact, he's like, I'm going to juke you <laughs> and you. And then I'll juke you. <laughs> it does. It looks like he's just toying with people. Yeah. He's, he's just like out there and going, cool, I'm going to make the greatest highlight film ever. And then we'll do it. But, yeah, you never... You, you never seen him switch it up and go, oh, you think I'm going to juke you? Nope, this time I'm going to run you over. No, mm. no. You don't juke you? <laughs> exactly. So now he's running for president. Yeah, I'll take it. And that brings me pure joy. Uh, Which former football player would ooh, you want to be president? Steve Largent. Really? Well, he's already a, a congressman, senator. Mm. He's got some political history. Uh, and, and yeah, Steve Largent, greatest Seahawk of all time. Maybe. What about Russell Wilson? He's still playing, so that's what I was going to say. But, uh, but yeah, Steve Argent would be fantastic. Steve Argent, if for no other re reason than the vengeance hit. Mm. You know the one I'm talking about. I'm trying to remember the safety's name. I here. actually don't. Safety for the Broncos lights him up. He's going across the middle and just he hits him. I don't I didn't even, can't even recall if the ball was there or whatever. Yeah. So Steve Argent remembers it. And when there's an interception thrown and he gets to be the blocker or the tackler, he just goes and lights the dude up. That's one of the greatest, like, vengeance hits of all time when a wide receiver goes out and just decletes safety as payback. Yeah. That's who I want. Because you know what? Steve Largent, not going to put up with any crap. I think I'd take John Elway because he'd choose a bunch of tall people. No, no, he's yeah, from the John country. Ellen. Yes, I'm I'm with you. Let me tell you something. Are you tall, big, and pretty much immobile? Sweet. Well, I want you, you. I'll put you in at Secretary of State. Yeah. And then I'll replace you. And then I'll replace you. And then I'll replace you. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't need... Can you throw the ball 80 yards, but you can't seem to throw it five yards accurately? Yeah. Great. I want you. Yeah, no, that's he will never never settle on a cabinet. No, just, just keep changing. Rotating. Um, let's. I need to find this hit. What, your Lester Steve Largent hit? Lester Hayes. This has got to be it. Mm. I'm going to go and watch a video because it's fantastic radio. Okay. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Mike Harden is the safety that he, that he hit. I don't know why it says Lester Hayes when I looked it up. Mm. Yeah, so Steve Largent decleating. That pops right up. This video is awesome. You need to go and watch. I told you it was going to be bad radio. This is my favorite hit. You seem really surprised at how Google works. Yeah. 
<laughs> then I type this in, and then uh, oh, look at that. It's right up there. Yeah. yeah who would have known? I know. It's like I'm in the 90s right now. Fantastic. Go and look it up. It's sweet. Yeah, the revenge hits are pretty sweet. Um, you know, in terms of uh, one of my favorite, uh, what I want to say, revenge things, I'm not going to call it a hit. It was just kind of a revenge thing. Was that um, was that thing recently with Vaughn Miller? I forgot who it was, but, like, he knocked somebody down. Oh, it was Tyrat Taylor. You remember he knocked him down, and then he comes over to try to help him up, and then he uh, swipes his hand away real quick, and the ref flagged him for it? Yes. And they're friends. They're, like, so really ridiculous. good friends, and Tyrat Taylor laughed about it. It is absolutely ridiculous. I think my computer's playing noise now. So yeah. I'm I'm on point with bad radio. Sure. Um, do you want to talk about Blazers? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, make come you do on, it, man. I'm gonna make you do it. All right. I'm ready to go. Blazers two game losing streak, but they seem to be continuing to gain ground on the Memphis Grizzlies. That may not what? be. What? Yeah, they were they were dead, but three games back before their two game losing streak. Now they're two and a half games back. Well, I don't think gaining. Gr- All right, go ahead. Just, yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, just, just yeah. That's well, how we'll it works. talk about it next. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the best way to put it. Listen, there's two things happening. They're losing. And they're catching up to the Memphis Grizzlies. We talk about that after this enlightening Sports Center update. All right, welcome back in. It's a beautiful Saturday. Somebody already on the fan text line coming back at us and saying, love your show, but Memphis is not the team the Blazers need to watch. Peels are the team. Oh, I love the Peels. Pels are the team. Oh. Uh, the Pelicans. Right now, we're sitting a half game ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers in the 10 spot. And then uh, two and a half games ahead of the Blazers are the Grizzlies sitting in the 8 seed. I don't think there's any question that you need to watch out for the Pelicans. Uh, but need to, hold, hold you on don't play them again. You yeah, play just, Memphis twice. Yeah, okay. Let, let, let's just stop this right here for a second. They need to watch out for? Yeah. I know. Like no, they're you don't for- need to watch out for anything, dude. You, you're not there. Watching out for is if we were talking about Memphis. Who yeah, has Memphis needs spot. to watch out for the Pelicans. Yes, yes Memphis exactly. needs to watch out for the Pelicans. They really don't need to watch out for us because we've pretty much given up. Oh, you're still an us guy, though. That's good. I mean, look come at on. you. I like it. You sell that Pacers game. They, <laughs> no, look no, like, they look like they're just like, yep, done. Well, don't care. They really do. They look like they have given up on defense. They don't really. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's never understood how to play defense. How does, this, how does this work? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Do you need me, you need me to stop the guys from scoring? No, I score. That's what I do. And all the progress that Hassan Whiteside has made this season, being able to understand how to shift in the zone and say, don't jump up and bear down on somebody and just swing your arm at someone. Hey, maybe just jump straight up with your arms up because you're pretty much seven feet. And As a seven, six wingspan. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll disturb a shot. Yeah, that's all out the window. So now... <laughs> Hassan Whiteside is just basically trying to swat at air. And CJ McCollum, I think, went three for 17, if I'm not mistaken. So I think we've gotten to a point now with the Trailblazers where it's not about they need to look out for teams or, hey, we need to go on this run so we can get our asses kicked by the Lakers in the playoffs. But if they want to get their asses kicked by the Lakers, they do need to go on a run. Those things fit together. I think now is the time where you need to just take the rest of the season to find a quiet place. (laughs) Get in crisscross applesauce. Oh, do a little bit of meditation and say, who are we really? No, it's not. Go out and play. Just go out and play. If you win the games, great. If you don't, great. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Jeez. 
Boomer? Sound like an old man over there. Just go out and play the game. Try to win. Dude, if Damian Lillard comes back, when Damian Lillard comes back, mm. he's going to put in full effort. And the the most the Love most damn, full effort. Dude, the most damning thing, again, is looking back at that stretch of, what, 20 games where Damian Lillard was playing the best basketball of anybody in the NBA. Yeah. What was the Blazers' record in that stretch? 10 and 10. They are a 500 team with Damian Lillard playing out of his gourd. So if you go out there and you have the run that you need to get into that eight seed, mm. what does that mean? It means, you made the, it means you made the playoffs. That's it. That's it. And but, again, this gets back to the core of Blazer fan. And maybe yeah. maybe more Blazer fans are kind of trying to uh, are uh, starting to understand that, like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe that's not what our highest expectations should be. But, like, the fact that there are people out there who are saying, yeah, we want to make the playoffs. Come on. Who doesn't want to make the playoffs? And I'm like, yeah, but we're going to get killed by the Lakers, and you made the Western Conference Finals last year. Yes, but this this team is ravaged with injuries. I mean, that's fair to say. That's fine. Yeah. And, and but even when you weren't ravaged with injuries, when you were just a little bit speckled with injuries, you sucked. <laughs> And then you had to unload the entire team, you lost, and then you sucked worse. You lost a player for the year last season. You're starting Mario Zonia. Oh, wait. <laughs> Jeez, that guy, man. Um, so you lost Nurk for the year last season. So coming into the year, you're already down your starting center. You yeah. lose uh, our, our friend and, uh, and, and... Friend and of the show? Friend of the show, Rodney Hood. Okay. Then you lose Zach Collins. Yeah. So you're down three starters. So that counts as ravage for injuries. Now you're going a five-game stretch without your superstar, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard. That counts as ravage. Plus, you've had guys in and out of the lineup beyond that because Whitesides missed time and, and whatever. You've had the emergence of Gary Trent Jr. I think that's a positive for the future. That's fun. Hazonia is awful. You, you shipped out Kent Bazemore. Did you see what Kent Bazemore is doing in Sacramento? He's playing well, isn't he? He's playing really well. It's, yeah, it's, it's like That's not hard to guess. Come on. I know. Jermaine O'Neal, Jared Jack. I know, but Kent Bazemore was here for a cup of coffee and was yeah. awful. Like in, Chandler Parsons. In three years. Or not him. I'm sorry. Um, Will Patty S- Mills? Who no, are you uh, the guy who went to Phoenix. Why am I blanking on this? Chandler. Uh, Tyson Chandler? Ty- Ty- yeah, Tyson Chandler. Yeah, he was here for a bit. Dude, in three years, nobody's going to remember that Kent Bazemore was on this team ever. No, never. Next season, people won't remember that Kent Bazemore was on this team. He will be the Hashim Thabit of Blake. Well, wait. <laughs> He'll be like Hashim Thabit, which I love bringing that up. Yeah. Did you know Hashim Thabit was a blazer? People are like, no, he wasn't. Yeah. Like, yes, he Look was. Look it up. Look it up, bro. Dude, but if this, this season is, it's just bizarre but the reason i say maybe i am an old man if i just say just go out and play if the blazers finish out the season playing well they'll at least go into the playoffs with some momentum it'll be fun for blazers fans and then they'll get trounced by the lakers i don't expect much of it but at least they'll be playing as good a basketball as they played all year i think where the frustration stems from is that you know maybe there's just two types of blazer fans right now there's the ones that are the hardcore i bleed black and red well, I bleed red. I mean, I'm a hardcore Blazers fan. Everybody bleeds red. Wait, you don't bleed black? Well, no. It's, I mean, it starts red, and oh, then neither it, do I. And yeah. it darkens and yeah, yeah. yeah who does that? Black. Oh, man. Um, 
you know, there's that hard, hardcore base that really thinks about the team and the legacy and everything. But then there's the other base, I think, that's a little bit more realistic that thinks about our superstar. Yeah. Right? Damian Lillard and says, okay, where are they? Or where is he? Right? He's at his peak right now. Sure. He's at his prime. This is the best he will be. Uh, maybe he'll get a little better. I don't know. But, you know, if age tells us anything, once you get into your 30s, you start to either plateau or decline. Yep. Um, you know, this is how we're spending it. Yeah, but again, good. again, the the team that was designed to be around him isn't there. You you knew Nurk wasn't going to be there, so you go in and you add another center. And you, I mean, as far as the available centers that were out there, you go and you get Hassan Whiteside, who has upside, but he was never supposed to be the long term replacement. It was until Nurk could get back. But he, why couldn't we move him at the trade deadline? See, that's the other thing that kind of bothers me. Because you're close. Wasn't that the like long-term plan? Yeah. It was like, okay, well, let's get him, and then he'll replace, and then when we get to the trade deadline, hopefully he'll play well enough that he'll be a resume guy. It's like, come on, take him. But again, if you have Zach Collins in there, you at least have another six foot ten, seven footer, you know, that can be a body inside. Mm. Who's your other big if you get rid of Whiteside? Or you go out and trade him for who? Andre Drummond? I mean... Don't we have Pau Gasol still? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we had Pau Gasol. I told that guy was a blazer. And same in the same token that Festus Azili was a blazer. Oh, yeah, Those Festus Azili was a blazer. Talk about. Holy cow. Dude. Juwan Howard was a blazer. You remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. And I think Juwan Howard was a coach, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I think he was a uh, player, and then uh, they realized he sucked because, you know, Juwan Howard in the 2000s doesn't really work. Yeah, and then they were like, "Nah, just make him a coach." Yeah, this it's it's just been an absolute mess of a season. And the funny thing is, I think people would talk about it more if there wasn't the huge mess that was going on in Golden State. Yes, we made it to the Western Conference Finals. So did the Warriors. The Warriors are the worst team in basketball. The, the problem is, I think as a Blazers fan, you almost wish it was worse. You're like, this has been bad. It's been terrible. We might not make the playoffs. You wish it was worse. And you, you, mean, go, you mean tank worse. Well, yeah, but that's what happened to the Warriors is everybody was gone all year, and now people are like, why are you bringing Steph Curry back? What are you doing? Like, they had it so bad that they went from best team in the NBA over the last five years to the absolute worst. They're going to get everybody back and rebound and be right there next year. The Blazers can't even have a disaster season correctly. They're still mediocre even when everything goes wrong. Well, we've had disaster seasons. I know, but this is not a good disaster season. It's Do you remember when we had Hashim the beat? <laughs> it's fair. Next line. Right. Don't forget about Jamal McGlure. Who's that? The basketball player? Oh, man. Drazen Petrovic, too. Random Blazers. Ah, the random Blazer game. Who was that guy? Steve Blake? <laughs> no. Multiple times. He was a Blazer. I know, but he just kept coming. Yeah. He was really bad at free throws. Was, uh, was Luke Ridnauer a Blazer? Uh, perhaps, but I also <laughs> don't consider him random. I just, just like, whatever. I know, but he played for every team. Was Matt Barnes a Blazer? No. Jamal yeah. Crawford's a good random bl- yeah, uh, Blazer. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Jamal Crawford's here. I remember when um, uh, Andre Smith was here. Andre Miller? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> like Andre Smith. Yeah, and Andre talking? Smith, number 24. Sure. I don't know Andre Smith. Look, we pronounce it differently. We pronounce it differently. Let's. Written now or nope, never a place. Been saying it for years. As great as Lillard is. 
You are not winning a title with him as your best player, says the text line. You need a top five player on your squad in the NBA to win a title. History shows us that. Yeah, well, you also need, uh, you know, a starting five. Doesn't hurt. You're, you're replaced. You're, you're, you know, stalwarts in uh, in Aminu and Mo What's Harkless. Gerald Wallace doing? Can we get him back? Yeah, let's get him back. Let's get Gary Trent Sr. Ooh. That's what I say. Uh, text line also reminds us of Martel Webster. There you go. Steve Francis was a blazer for five minutes. This is fun. All right, let's get to good versus Wait, evil. Who was that white guy? Uh, Corver. Kyle Corver was a blazer technically, wasn't he? I don't know. We had Anthony, uh, uh, Andrew Nichols. Is that a guy? He? I think we had Kyle Corver technically for maybe a couple minutes. Yeah. Like in a trade. And he then was we no didn't. Festus Azili. No. All right. Who is? <laughs> Fair point. Do we have Greg out? Uh, all right. Good versus evil. Next. Center and say. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Uh, obviously, everybody would love to see him stay, but I really, I really want Tom to do whatever's best for Tom. I mean, if he decides to go elsewhere, so be it. He's brought us so much joy. And, you know, I mean, six Super Bowls, two plays away from eight Super Bowl championships. I mean, what else can you ask for from a guy? That was the psycho boyfriend who starred alongside Reese Witherspoon in the 1996 drama thriller Free Fear. Freer. Freer. Mark Wahlberg. What, are the, what does a funky bunch think about uh, Tom Brady? That's who I want to hear from. This week, continue the ongoing speculation that Tom Brady's going to leave New England this upcoming season. Jeff Darlington of ESPN says that Brady is telling people close to him to get ready for him to play in another city. Sources with the Boston Herald reported that the Patriots still haven't reached out to Brady and that it's quote unquote, not looking good. Are the Patriots still the overwhelming favorite to land TB12? In my mind, they are. Um, you know, the other reports are they haven't started the conversations because they're waiting for the new CBA to be signed. And then they have an idea of what the salary cap's going to look like in the next couple of years, because obviously that changes things uh, fairly dramatically. They also have to talk uh, television contracts over the year, uh, over the offseason. So I have a hard time imagining the Patriots bringing in Marcus Mariota to replace Tom Brady or trading all of their draft picks to go up and get Tua Tagovailoa or Justin Herbert to replace Tom Brady. As much as we've seen over the last couple of years, the decline of TB12. Who's better? Do you go get Matthew people. Stafford? Yes. Okay. All right. There it is. Matthew Stafford. Tom Brady. I changed, I mean, you're right. I changed can, my mind. Can we all just be like honest with each other? Sure. Tom Brady sucks. Yeah. He's really not that good anymore. So why does everybody want him so bad? Just go get Andy Dalton because they're stupid. We've talked about this. I know. NFL teams are I, really dumb. I know. I mean, I let them choose that. <laughs> I'm just out there to play basketball and try to win games. Uh, I feel like, you know, whatever decision they make, uh, they put all the work in and all the research and all the other st stuff. So I just go out there and hoop. And I made a trade. So far, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. 
Oklahoma's defenseless and slightly thinner version of Santa Claus, James Harden, the Houston Rockets committed to small ball a few weeks ago, and to be quite honest, it's kind of paying off. Houston beat Memphis earlier this week by 28 points, scoring 140 in the game. The Rockets are now 9-2 since beginning this experiment, and their last five wins are by a total of 90 points. Do you think they can carry small ball over and its success to the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, we were talking about the Milwaukee Bucks and their unbelievable defense because they have three of the best rim protectors in basketball, but they don't defend the three well. Um, so I don't think they're going to change their stripes. Of course, they wouldn't meet until the NBA Finals. But you, if when you have contrasting styles of basketball, yeah, sometimes that can have an effect on, on the way that you have to change your matchups. I look at the Lakers. They've got, you know, what, three guys over seven foot that, that roam the uh, the inside. You've got uh, a team like the Clippers who are a little bit more scrappy. It depends kind of on your matchups. I think they'll probably do better against the Lakers than they will against the Clippers. Uh, I think they could probably beat the Blazers in a series if they bump into each other. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. Nine and two is a pretty good sample size. Um, but I'd also like to point out that you play a team potentially seven times straight. Oh, and I'm, you got to be kidding me if you think the, somebody won't figure out a system as to which the Rockets could well, be beat. Well, but, so here's here's the question uh, as it is, is, is a team going to be able to adjust to the Rockets or... Yes. Are the Rockets no. going to be able to make any adjustments? No, they won't, because that, that, that's what the Rockets do. They don't adjust to anything. They, and they don't have the ability to. They don't no. have any guys. They do have Tyson Chandler and another seven-footer sitting on their bench, I think. But Wait, do they still have Trevor Ariza? I believe he plays for the Blazers. Joe, just, just to get this out of the way, if, if the Bengals select you at number one, would you happily report to go play for them? Yeah. I'm not going to not play. Um, I'm a ball player. Whoever picks me, I'm going to go show up. That was quarterback who was rated the sexiest lips at the Combine, Joe Burrow. Was he, he was, really? Yeah, he was. Oh, good for him. Very kissable. He was all the rage during the NFL draft coverage this past week, uh, just really for no reason. Uh, no matter how many times Burrow says that he's okay playing for the Bengals, people just apparently don't believe him. He was quoted, as you just heard, saying, I'm a ball player. Whoever takes me, I'm going to go play some ball. Burrow hasn't completely showered the Bengals with praise, as you can hear from there. Do you see Burrow pulling an Eli or Elway on draft night? No, the other comment that he made, he goes, I'm two and a half hours from home. I could go home and have dinner with my folks. He's from Ohio. I don't think that he's the guy that's going to be, you know, uh, standing up and going, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need to play for this franchise. You, I'll just sit out another year and join the draft next year. I, I just don't see him doing that. He wasn't a great player two years ago, and then he had the greatest college football season ever. I think if you uh, become a rabble rouser, uh, your stock falls uh, pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Is it rabble or rabble? Rabble. Rabble. Rabble rouser. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Richmond, Virginia. Your headline, Beehive. Eight feet long discovered an apartment ceiling nice how wide though it's all about uh, the girth homie an animal control company in virginia said its removal of an eight foot long beehive from someone's apartment see said in a statement they removed the hive from the ceiling in the living room the space was in between tenants at the time so it was a communal beehive the company said the hive produced about 80 to 100 pounds of honey nice 
Although only about 15 to 20 pounds was able to be salvaged. How did they find the beehive? Was somebody just sitting in the kitchen and just going, hey, why are there thousands of bees in the kitchen? Does anybody else hear a humming? All the time. I will say this has, and this was part of the reason I, I used this story. This happened to my wife and I a couple of years ago. You had an eight Not foot? Not an 80 foot beehive. 80. Whoa, it turned to 80? Eight. Okay. Teen. Um... This happened to us. We were in a really crappy apartment at the time. and um, <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah Weird. Yeah. Um, this isn't really uh, a uh, indictment on the apartment so much as that we were uh, really stuck back in the woods. You know what uh, I mean? Like yeah, our yeah. patio, you could just, all it was was trees. <laughs> sounds and terrible. And so we had a trees. nice little, um, nice little uh, chimney. And it was a Sunday or something. We were sitting watching a movie. And that is what we said to each other. We go... I swear to God, I hear a humming. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, we were like, what is that? What is that? And then all of a sudden, we saw like two, three bees yeah. in our house or in the apartment. And we were like, oh, man, maybe there's a beehive in here. Ten seconds later, 10, 20 bees. <laughs> and so I go, okay, you need to go get all your stuff. I'm going to go get mine, and we're going to go to my mom's house. <laughs> so we literally go in the back. This is in the living room. We go into the back, go get our stuff out, come back. That probably took a minute, 40, 50, Jeez. 60 effing bees in our living room. Yep. Thank God we didn't have cats because then wrangling those things. I don't worry about children or anything. It's like, good, good thing there was no cats. Well, we don't have kids yet. No, I know, but, kids. but now you have cats, I guess. All right. I see. Where that you're... would have been the easy way to figure out if they were allergic. Yeah, fair point. Just Let them get stung. It. All right. Kids, get in there. We need to know. Good luck. It's Thunderdome in there. You versus the bees. Let me know how it goes. But the cats go with us. All right. Hour two, we're going to talk some baseball. We will have uh, the lovely Jen Ellis join us. We'll talk about all the Astros getting plunked. Injuries to the Yankees, uh, and uh, we'll talk some other uh, random items with Jen because it's always fun. And then uh, I do want to talk a little combine. Uh, I want to know how you would gain weight if you were going to play offensive lineman because I've got one story that uh, sounds super gross. So let's do some NFL and the NFL combine. We will start there. Hour two of the Center and the Saint is next right here on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.